Hello to all you Eagles fans out there. This episode 35 of the Missing Link Podcast. Your connection to the Eagles through the eyes of a fan. are 1-0. Escape Foxborough with the win. We're going to take a look at that and also preview the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night. Phew. That was a close one. I think I speak for myself and definitely a lot of Eagles fans when I say that, uh, look, a win's a win. <laughs> we'll take the victory there at Foxborough, but uh, boy, was that not a fun game to watch, especially after the second quarter. But hey, going into see Bill Belichick and take on the Patriots is never easy. We all expected the Eagles to look a little bit better on offense, but like I said, a win's a win. Let's take a look at the game. Let's take a look at how things really transpired and what contributed to issues and hopefully how we can turn it around on Thursday night. So first and foremost, starting in the first quarter, the weather was quite bad. I don't know if anyone really took a look on television, but it was just downpouring. Obviously, it affected the Patriots receivers, right? They weren't able to catch the ball, and it tipped up into Darius Slay's hands, and he returned for a touchdown, and vibes were high when it was 16-0. But I think that led to a very conservative game plan, and it was pretty surprising to see from Brian Johnson, the new offensive coordinator's perspective, to really see such vanilla concepts. I mean, whether it was things like four verticals going down the field and just no outlet, or there was clearly some plays where there should have been some hot route for people to be able to catch the ball when there's pressure coming up from the sides on a blitz or anything like that. It just didn't really seem like the offense was in sync, which was kind of surprising when you have a coordinator who was in the building the entirety of last year and obviously has a great relationship with Jalen dating back to childhood. It just seemed like once we got up 16-0, whether it was the weather or whether it was some of the defensive concepts that Bill Belichick was throwing out there, there was a lot of things like cover nine, like some weird stuff. I think the broadcast pointed it out where they started in man, you know, there's slants going in and then they zoned off. So you kind of take away the outside on those slants. Just different things like that you have to expect from Bill Belichick. And he had a whole offseason, obviously, to study our offense and get in there and show us where some of the flaws may be. The thing that really concerns me is not really the Belichick stuff. It's just our offensive line's lack of push, whether that was in the run game, not a lot of space for anyone to really operate. And then there wasn't really a lot of time either to find plays down the field. Now, Jalen did miss some throws and you know Dallas Goddard didn't have a reception until, well, he didn't have a reception at all. He didn't have a target until the fourth quarter, which was kind of crazy to see to not use a all-world tight end like that. But the offensive line wasn't really holding up very well. And the Patriots have good pass rushers, no doubt about it. But you expect this offensive line to really bounce back and have a better performance to come in the uh, week coming up. I don't really also like the fact that we kind of stopped playing the game. I mean, you're up 16-0, and of course you're excited, but running the ball, going three and out four straight times, I think it's the first time Jalen's ever gone four straight three and outs in a game since he became the starter. So this is not the norm, but it's definitely not an encouraging sign when you're starting off. Week one's always kind of weird. In that way, there's just, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, we saw that this week with like the Cowboys pummeling the Giants or even the Vikings losing to the Buccaneers. It's just, there's weird things that go on when you really bundle all that together. Okay. So we went into Foxborough and took on the Patriots and Bill Belichick. We're coming out one and oh, and we didn't look our best, but we still won the game. And I think that's a sign of a good team with high potential is if you don't play a clean game and you still win, that's encouraging stuff. So overall, for the offensive side, you got to say, hey, we have better weeks ahead. And I hope that's true starting on Thursday night. For the defense, 
I think this is a very encouraging game. And the linebackers and safeties, notwithstanding, there is some coverage issues and some miscommunications. I think those are things that can get cleaned up in a new scheme. But if you look at our defensive line, specifically Jalen Carter, I don't know how you can't be encouraged about what this defense can do this year to opposing quarterbacks. Jalen Carter had seven pressures, one sack on 32 pass rush attempts, and that is the most for a rookie defensive tackle in the last five seasons in any game. So first game out there, Carter is already basically setting a new standard from the last five years for a rookie defensive tackle. And if you look at the get off rates, which essentially means how fast did someone can get to them, we had in the entire NFL, the top three pass rush rates. Carter was number one. Fletcher Cox, number two, Milton Williams, number three. So that we were on him quick. And I think the short passing game and the things that Mac Jones and the Patriots offense tried to do to neutralize our pass rush was pretty effective. I mean, they had some openings where they were able to just get the ball out very quickly. And even with these win rates, we only had two sacks. So credit to the Patriots offense for having a good scheme against us. But not every team is going to be able to do that, especially if we play a little more aggressively. We start to see teams start to do this more often. They didn't have really a deep threat either, which, of course, leads to my comment about next week with Justin Jefferson. We're not going to be able to necessarily play up and just see how it works out. But you got to feel good about our four man rush. And that will cure a lot of problems on the back end. You know, whether that is things like our linebacking core now with the Kobe Dean being injured I'm not a huge fan of how often he's been injured this year, especially as a smaller player, but pro football focus ranked him in the top 10 of stopping the run as a linebacker, which is great, but he's going to be gone for the next couple of weeks with a foot injury. So we have to sign someone off the street, probably start a veteran, maybe Zach Cunningham and maybe Christian Ellis, but we're not going to be seeing Nicobe Dean for a little while. So the linebacking core is definitely a worry going forward. Reed Blankenship is also on the injury report this week with ribs. You know, safety is not exactly the most depth-filled position either. So we got some work to do on defense, but corners held up really well. Defensive line looks like just a bunch of studs lining up and coming at you in waves. I think that defensive line over time is going to help neutralize a lot of offenses and allow the scheme on the back end to be more complex. So overall, when you're coming out of this Patriots game, what did I expect? I mean, I expected it to be a little easier than maybe it was. I think the weather played a factor. I think playing Bill Belichick after a long offseason. But overall, I think the offense is going to be better. It has to be. And the defensive line, particularly, is exciting. And I think Jalen Carter leads that excitement and that hype. How good can he be in week 14 into the playoffs if he's already dominating like this in week one? It's a long season. All those rookies hit those walls, but it's very encouraging to get those early returns. And Nolan Smith and Sidney Brown and all of our other rookies are also going to play more as the season goes on. And it seems like the team is gelling. New defensive coordinator, new scheme. Things will work themselves out. Early returns are we're not going to be playing in Patriot land, and there are definitely easier games to come. So let's switch gears. Let's talk about Thursday night with the Minnesota Vikings. They're coming off a pretty embarrassing loss. They lost to the Buccaneers, which no one really expected to happen. Baker Mayfield takes it to them. And I think this is just really conducive to the way that the Vikings have played the last two years. Last year in particular, they were, I think, what, 10-1 and or something like that in one-score games. They were extremely lucky, and then they end up getting exposed in the playoffs when the Giants whooped them. And then we actually end up whooping the Giants. What worries me about this is I don't think the Vikings are particularly good. I think they've got a great receiver. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't trust their offensive line. You know, The running back situation is a little different with Dalvin Cook gone. But what I do worry about is now they have that chip on their shoulder that last year this team kicked our butt, right? And I really feel like that's going to play a factor in the way that they approach this game. They already lost to the Buccaneers. They can feel the season maybe slipping away if they let this one go in Philadelphia. I think we're going to get their best shot. Now, I don't think that's going to necessarily translate to them winning the game, especially with the way that we looked this week. 
But what I do think is on a short week, we're going to kind of write this ship, walk in there and say, okay, we got the Vikings. They don't necessarily have as strong of a defensive coordinator or defensive line or things like that. So we're going to have a little more room to operate. I hope that I'll lead to some ball control, some better decision-making from Jalen. And then on defense, Justin Jefferson's a stud. And you have Darius Slay for a reason. I hope that he follows him around from side to side, especially with Bradbury currently in concussion protocol. We may not have him. So we may have hero of last week, Josh Job, go out there and start playing the other outside corner spot and see what he's got. But I hope Slay follows Jefferson around to help neutralize him. But he's going to get over the top of us. There's no doubt he's going to catch a lot of passes. That's just part of their offense. You just can't let Justin Jefferson beat you. You still have to stop the run game. You've got to sack Kirk Cousins, force him into mistakes. He will throw interceptions. There's no doubt about that. And on offense, you have to score consistently. We can't go four straight three and outs, right? We have to go down the field, get three. Go down the field, get seven. You get a turnover, turn it into points. Because Minnesota is not this kind of a team that's mentally strong. If you get them down, you start working them. They're going to crumble. That's just how they work. And that's how Kirk Cousins has been his whole career. I know we watched him in quarterback, and he's a really nice guy, and his wife's awesome, and yeah, all that stuff. I mean, definitely painted him in a good light of who he is as a person. But as a football player, he's not very trustworthy. He isn't great with the ball. He will concentrate on certain schemes. You can definitely confuse him. He's not going to be running very often. He's a little bit of a statue in there. So our defensive line should have quite a few more sacks than they did this week. And it's a Thursday night, right? So it's, it's a quick turnaround for both teams. There's not a lot of time to look over the film and say what happened. You have to get out there and actually put on a performance. So I think the big difference here is that it's in Philadelphia. That makes the world a difference. Home opener for the Eagles. Excitement will be high. I'm sure some of you will be there and it'll be awesome. Minnesota just isn't a team that scares me. Their history doesn't show that they're going to be at the end competing for this. Look at 2017, right? Beat them in the NFC Championship. You see last year. Giants took them out. It's just not a team that you think is going to be there in playoff time. So that puts a little more pressure on the Eagles as well because we can't be losing to teams like that. We have too many good games on this schedule. So I want to walk out of here 2-0. and I think we will. If you look at the score prediction, let's say it's going to be, I think, something around the lines like 28-21. Something around like that. Maybe a touchdown difference. It's not going to be an easy game. I don't think we're going to be in cruise control. I don't think we're going to dominate. I would love that. I think that'd be great. I would love to relax on a Thursday night for once. But overall, it's going to be a a little bit of a back and forth. I think we've got a lot of talent on their side. But overall, we have a better roster and I think a better quarterback. And at the end of the day, that makes a big difference in any game, especially with a team that traditionally just doesn't really hold up well under pressure. So that's it, Eagles fans. I hope you guys are excited. Hey, look, we didn't have football for over 200 days, and now we're sitting here with two games in the span of five days. I love it. It's going to be a long week. We're going to celebrate as 2-0. It's going to be exciting. Bring on Minnesota at the link. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. If you have an opportunity, can you please rate, subscribe, and review on the platform that you're listening to this on? It really does help the reach. I hope you guys have a great day. Go Birds. Go Birds.